Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's sports from a kid's point of view. This is Behind the Line on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, here is your host. Welcome to the program Behind the Lines on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jason. And I'm Kylie. Um, And today we're going to be talking about the NBA. Uh, We're going to be breaking down a couple of things, certainly looking at the league standings right now, some of the top teams. Um, We're also going to be talking about some of the uh, collegiate interest in the NBA, getting into the NBA out of college, um, and some other topics as well, Um, such as how currently we're seeing a bit of a changing of the guard in the NBA, Um, some of these older players kind of disappearing from the scene, definitely on the decline, some of these guys, while younger players uh, kind of rise up to take their spots, don't you think? Certainly, there are many players that are on the rise and many declining from the league. So let's take a look at some of these players. Uh, Certainly, no better place to start than with the man who looks to be running away with his second consecutive scoring title. Uh, That's Kevin Durant, the small forward of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, A guy who's been averaging around 30 points a game these past few years. He's got great size. He's very tall for a small forward. Um, coming out of college, he actually fell to the second pick in the draft because people were a bit concerned about how thin he is. He's certainly not a guy who's going to be able to push people around, um, but he kind of functions like a traditional shooting guard or small forward. He plays outside. It's just that his, with uh, how tall he is, he's able to shoot over people very easily, making him a very dangerous score. Definitely, but he uses his small, slender frame to be quick, and he gets open, so he can take these shots. Exactly. He does a great job moving both without the ball, allowing his point guard, uh, Russell Westbrook, another very good young player, to set him up, um, but can also make his own shot, creating with the ball. Certainly an all-around scorer that we haven't seen well in a bit, certainly not since the likes of maybe a Kobe Bryant, who's kind of on the decline these days, but is still looking to defend his NBA championship. Certainly. Kobe Bryant from the Los Angeles Lakers is a shooting guard and he is very talented. Definitely, he's been around for a long time. Um, many people, for sure, know his name. He's very commonly known. And in high school, he was actually known as the top basketball con- player in the country. And even out of high school, he actually came from high school. And in the 1996 draft is when he got drafted. So he's been a long- around for a long time. Certainly. Kobe's paid his dues. He's also gotten many accomplishments. He has an MVP, several NBA championships. Um, Let's go back. He said Kobe came out of high school. Um, Now, Kevin Durant did not have that option. He came out of uh, one year in college, right? Yes, he did. Because of the new rules for the NBA, before entering the draft, you must be 19 and in college for at least one year before you enter the draft. And some people are saying that this is because College basketball hasn't had as many fans, and they're trying to get it back up to a higher level. But then on the other hand, it's because college basketball, they want to be making more money. And to get more players who fall in love with these college basketball players when they do move on to the NBA, they also watch NBA basketball as well. 
Uh, certainly. On one hand, it could help uh, both sides. But on the other hand, sometimes uh, you hear a lot, it's brought up a lot of the time that these guys going who simply plan on doing one and done, just one year in college, they don't really participate in the college experience. And sometimes it seems like it might actually be detrimental to the schools. Um, so that's certainly something up for discussion. Um, but back to Durant and Kobe. Obviously, they have a lot of similarities in their playing style, despite Durant's much uh, taller frame. They're both big-time scorers. They can shoot. They can drive, moving with and without the ball. Um, and Durant also working on becoming a tenacious defender like Kobe is. Um, are there similarities also kind of in their paths to the NBA, the way they came up? For sure. They're both very strong players, and I'm sure we'll see them around for a long time. Even if, well, especially Durant, because Kobe might be going down from old, from getting older. He's been around for so long, and possibly Durant could be taking his place as one of the top people in the NBA. Exactly. That scoring title used to certainly, you'd lock Kobe in to win the uh, scoring title. Now it seems like Kevin Durant might be that guy. Um, both big-time scorers. We'll see if Durant can see the success that Kobe has had the privilege of seeing in his career. Uh, that, Oklahoma City, that Oklahoma City Thunder team, very young, certainly on the rise as a team. Yes. Uh, we also have, if you move down from that uh, shooting guard small forward position down to the post, um, there are a couple of other guys, one guy with a bunch of championships and a young guy moving up on him, um, and that's at that power forward slash quasi-center position. You have Kevin Love over in Minnesota. Um, he's kind of taking Kevin Garnett's spot with the Timberwolves just as their power forward, um, but to me, he kind of plays a bit more like a Tim Duncan. Yeah, he does. They're certainly both very talented, but... He played for um, Kevin Love. Didn't he did the kind of one and done thing? He did the one season of college basketball for the UCLA Bruins, where he chose not to complete the remaining three years of college, and he entered the 2008 NBA draft. His father was actually a former NBA forward, and he really pushed Kevin to be a basketball player too, and. That certainly helped the Timberwolves that his father did push him because he is definitely a great player. And with this great young talent, he could potentially take over Duncan's spot. Exactly. There are actually some talks this year. Maybe Kevin Love actually taking Duncan's spot on the All-Star team. Um, there was a brief moment of controversy when the All-Star reserves were announced. Duncan was on the team, um, despite being at the All-Star game, having kind of a mediocre year. Obviously, his Spurs were incredibly hot and were leading the NBA in wins. Um, thankfully, or perhaps unfortunately for Yao, Yao Ming, the starting center for the West, um, was out for the year. So for the replacement, um, Commissioner David Stern selected Kevin Love. Um, so Love not replacing Duncan on the All-Star team, but both being able to play together. Um, what about Duncan? What was his path to the NBA like? Well, he entered, he's also been a lot around for a while. Um, 1997, he entered the NBA draft, and he was, um, the Spurs drafted Duncan with the first draft pick, and before the 2003-2004 season, they lost David Robinson to retirement, who him and Duncan were known as the Twin Towers, being so tall and so talented. But Duncan's certainly done well. He's still helping this team out. They're actually currently still in the lead right now for their division. So Duncan's really helping the team even with his older age. But 
Uh, yes, the Spurs first place in the West. Um, you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jason. And I'm Kylie. Um, and our topic today on Behind the Lines is the NBA. We're kind of going through the NBA mid-later season um, discussion here. Um, we're currently talking about the changing of the guard from some older superstars to some younger players on the rise. Um, right now we're comparing Kevin Love to Tim Duncan. Um, Kylie was just mentioning both of them in their early careers. Duncan obviously taking the place of David Robinson after their um, season, after they they won a championship together. Um, Kevin Love has not really had the benefit of playing with someone as great as uh, David Robinson, but both guys do have similar playing styles. Duncan and Love. Um, I certainly remember back when Tim Duncan was really in his prime, working at his best level. The stat you always watched out for with him was double-doubles in a half. Um, in either half of play, the first half or the second half, he was always able, he could at times get 10 points and 10 rebounds. Um, and for Love, he's had a massive streak of double-doubles. But what's also impressive with him is 20 points and 20 rebounds in one game. The same types of performance Duncan used to be able to put up. Exactly. And 11 games into the 2010-2011 season, became, Duncan became the Spurs' all-time leader in point, points scored and in games played. So he's still up there, but definitely Kevin Love is certainly becoming a great player, if not already. Uh, certainly. Um, the one thing that really differentiates these guys, it's kind of like Durant and Kobe. Um, these guys have very different body styles. Um, Duncan's a seven-footer, kind of a traditional big man type build, um, obviously with a lot of height. Um, whereas Kevin Love is a little bit more undersized, kind of bulkier, um, which is actually some people were concerned about that when he came out of UCLA. That's why he slipped a couple of draft picks to the um, Memphis Grizzlies. Um, he was a bit undersized. People also thought he was a bit soft, that he hadn't really toughened up, gotten muscular enough to push people around in the post in the NBA. Um, but he's got a jump shot, much like Tim Duncan has, um, and he's proven to be very dangerous in the post, both on the offensive and defensive ends. And that's very helpful to be an offensive player and a defensive player. But if you have teammates that can help make up for you being one of the smaller guys for defense, if you're still good on offense, that really helps the team out. Certainly. Basketball, a team game, although it's a star-driven league. Um, and certainly, as far as helping this star-driven league, one guy this season who has just done massive things for the NBA um, and the Los Angeles Clippers is Blake Griffin, the superstar, um, technically a rookie, power forward for the Clippers. Um, he is explosive. He is dangerous. He is one of the flashiest players the league has ever seen. Um, he, it seems like every time you watch him, you're going to see at least two or three highlight reel dunks. For sure. He's a great player. Um, he actually attended two years of college, and for high school, he played for the Oklahoma Christian School in his senior year and against Oklahoma City. They had the best game points. Uh, 41 points was his best game and 28 rebounds, and that's certainly good because he actually was homeschooled before that, and coming into it and doing all this basketball is pretty impressive. And then being so great and entering the 2009 NBA draft and being drafted as one of the first picks. Certainly. Griffin with a great start to the year. Another guy who we mentioned earlier when talking about Kevin Love, um, who Griffin kind of reminds me of, is a young Kevin Garnett. Um, KG now kind of the leader of the Boston Celtics, but back in his days in Minnesota, he had that same athleticism and some of that same explosiveness that Griffin brings to the table now. Um, definitely 
Griffin is very talented, and he actually went to the Clippers in the 2009 NBA draft and played for the Summer League, and for the summer was the MVP, actually. And the game before the season, he got a stress fracture in the knee and missed the whole season, although he's, it's said that in 2010-2011 season, he will be the Rookie of the Year. That's certainly something I feel comfortable guaranteeing as well, Kylie. Um, now, let's take a break. I'm Jason. And I'm Kylie. Uh, keep it right here. You're listening to Behind the Lines on Voice America Kids. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life, we'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. Want to laugh yourself silly over the crazy happenings of the celeb world and beyond? Tune in to Behind the Mask on Voice America Kids. Your hosts will uncover the celebrities you know and love, along with some that you might not know in this country, but they are admired across the world. But it's not just the famous that need to look out. We'll look inside the music biz, stage, and of course, the big screen. Listen to Behind the Mask every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Broadway and 5 p.m. Hollywood side on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The action just doesn't stop. You're listening to Behind the Line on Voice America Kids. Now, back to the show. Thank you, and welcome back to Behind the Line on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Kylie. And I'm Jason. And our topic today is on NBA. And... In this segment, we will be talking about the Eastern Conference. Let's start off with the leader in the Atlantic Division, who is the Boston Celtics. So far, their record is 38-14, and 14, which is pretty good. So far, the season isn't even over yet. And this team definitely has a lot of talent, having some older players and some younger players on their team. And they just all seem to work well together. Definitely, there's... Allen and Pierce and Rondo and Garnett, who are all 
just great players, as I said, older and younger. And some of them are negatively impacted that they are older and that they are younger. But so far, so far this season, they've all looked pretty well together. I mean, they are in the lead. Um, exactly. His team is playing well together. Um, you talk about the big three there, those veteran guys they brought in, Garnett and Pierce and Allen. Um, they've certainly become comfortable together over these past couple of seasons. Um, and then Rondo and some of their role players like you know Glenn Davis, Nate Robinson, they've really brought a lot of energy to the team, um, to what could be an aging team. Um, this is a team who could be kind of taking it easy, um, but instead they're really kind of pushing the envelope, trying to take that first spot in the, away from the Miami Heat. Yes, they are. The Miami Heat, as you said, definitely another talented team, but this team certainly has a variety of different players. So some who are a little more weak on their defense, like Nate Robinson, for instance, but great at shooting and always gives fantastic effort and is a great scorer. Um, exactly, and I think that word you use, effort, is really the key to the Celtics. Um, it kind of comes off of their leader, Kevin taken over as the leader of that team. Um, and whenever it's crunch time in the game, no matter how many minutes he's played, um, you always see him on the defensive end, like slamming his hands on the floor and just getting really fired up. And I think the rest of the team, especially those role players like Nate Robinson, who you mentioned, um, Glenn Davis, we know they like working together, the uh, classic Shrek and Donkey um, duo, as they've dubbed themselves. Um, it's that effort, that energy that Garnett kind of promotes that that team's able to apply, especially on the defensive end when they play really tough defense. Um, and that's really what gets this team going. Exactly. Some of these players, like Glenn Davis, for instance, he misses some of his layups sometimes and doesn't make some of his shots, but those mistakes just make him play harder. And he has done well for this team, although... I mean, people do make mistakes. We're all just human. So, I mean, it takes a lot of talent to even just be in the NBA. And all of these te um, all of these players on the team just give fantastic effort, as we've been saying. Uh, certainly. Efforts has been there for, the, for pretty much the entirety of Garnett and Allen's time in Boston since they've had that big three going. Um, but for me, what really makes this team different, uh, possibly even better this season, is the development of Rajon Rondo, the point guard. Rondo, certainly a younger guy, kind of taking over some of the spots where the big three normally would be asked to rise up. We've seen Rondo really step it up this year. He's leading the NBA in assists per game right now um, at a pretty ridiculous pace of assists. Yes. I mean, some of his decision, he, some of the decisions he makes, like, leave people a little bit questionable on if it was the best thing to do. But he's a good player nonetheless, even, as I said earlier, if they do make mistakes. Uh, certainly. Rondo has made some turnovers. Not always the uh, smartest passer, um, but he certainly, as far as developing pass-first point guards in the league, uh, he's one of the finest. Certainly needs to work on his jumper in particular. You'll see guys just totally abandon him once he's behind the three-point line. If he could make that a bit of a threat, he'd certainly be a superstar in the league. Um, but even right now, as a pass-first point guard, Rondo is among the elite which is, to me, why the Celtics have been able to maintain this pace, despite the um, aging legs of Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. They're all still working hard, even if they are getting older, though, and their new players are definitely helping them. And so there's also some other teams in this division who are 
kind of close, but still pretty far behind. Um, but for the New York Knicks, they've certainly, in seasons past, they've had a rough time. But with the um, acquiring of Amari Stoudemire, I think they have gotten a bit better. And they've started to put some points up there. And they're in second place right now for the conference division. Uh, yeah, the Knicks in second in the Atlantic. Um, I may be a bit biased. I'm a Knicks fan. But to me, their resurgence has been huge for the NBA and certainly for me as an NBA fan. Amari's having a great year, kind of a dark horse MVP candidate right now. He probably won't win it, but he might snag some votes. He's having a big year. There's been all the drama around the team about Carmelo Anthony. Will he be coming to the team? Will they make a trade for him? Uh, and that's kind of dis- detracted from them a little bit in these past uh, during the middle of the season, just a bit. The team has had its ups and downs dramatically. They had a really long win streak after like 20 games into the season. But all in all, they've been able to put together consistent enough efforts to get themselves pretty firmly rooted in that playoff picture. They've been playing uh, Mike D'Antoni's fast-paced offensive style, D'Antoni, the former coach of the Phoenix Suns. So they've been able to put up a ton of points, certainly made the team interesting to watch, and they don't seem to have completely given up on defense. Uh, Stoudemire has shown a lot of toughness that he didn't sometimes show here in Phoenix, and it seems to have rubbed off on guys like Danilo Gallinari and some of their other big men. They are a bit of an undersized team, but they still have been playing tough, hanging with some of these bigger, more physical teams. Yes, they're definitely trying to get up there and still be contenders for this, and Amari Stoudemire actually told reporters that it's the playoffs or it's failure, and if they don't make the playoffs, it's not success. So they've definitely been working off of him, and I think he's been definitely influencing the team to work harder and be stronger, and I think that's what the team needed because they're in second place. That's doing pretty well. Certainly. They're competing in their division probably not going to catch the Celtics in the division and probably not going to be able to crack into that top four in the conference for home for home court advantage. But certainly getting into the playoffs, that's a starting point for a team that's really struggled. It is. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network Behind the Line. I'm Kylie. And I'm Jason. And our topic today is on the NBA. And in this segment, we were talking about the Eastern Conference and the divisions in it. Let's start on the Central Division. Uh, yeah, to me, the Central Division, there's really only one really notable team in there, and that's the Chicago Bulls. Uh, certainly a storied franchise dating back to the days of MJ. Uh, we know about the double three-peats that he won. Yes. Uh, but this is a team really starting to see success for the first time since Michael Jordan's time there. They've got a lot of good young players, Derrick Rose, uh, Joakim Noah. They added Carlos Boozer in the offseason. Uh, we've seen further development from Rose and Noah and Luol Deng, some of these other young players. And the Bulls are looking really good this season. They look like a real contender. Yes, they're in first for their division. Um, 35 wins and 16 losses, and that's definitely doing well since... I think they took a hard fall after Michael Jordan was done with this team, but they're doing great now, and they've shown some real defense in some of these games, and they've had a strong team, and they really look like they could get in it this year and be a very strong team to beat. 
uh, certainly a solid team, but if we're talking about the Eastern Conference and the real contenders, uh, it seems to have kind of come down to a bit of a two-horse race here. You have those Boston Celtics that we mentioned, and then of course the team everyone loves to talk about, the team people love to hate, the Miami Heat. Yes, the Miami Heat for sure. Um, definitely all these teams in this whole conference are very talented, and they have a lot that they've shown. Um, Miami Heat for the Southeast, um, 38 wins and 14 losses, the same as the Boston Celtics. So you never know how that's going to go. They're both, all three teams that are the tops are looking very good. And the teams that are in second place behind them are pretty far behind them, actually. Uh, more than 10, I'm pretty sure, for each one. So. Right, the Magic pushing the heat a little bit down the southeast, the uh, Florida State rivals. You were talking about talent, um, and these are all very talented teams. You're certainly right in that. But nobody in the really, in the league really is the talent to match up with Miami's big three. That was certainly the story of the offseason. Uh, and the way that they've played this season, LeBron, uh, Chris Bosch, and Dwayne Wade, has certainly proven why they were such a huge story during the, during the offseason. Yes, the big three, everyone talks about them, but there's not even a clear person for the fourth best person. There's, it's certainly around the big three, but the rest of the players on their team, they are working very hard, as we mentioned earlier, effort. They're certainly giving effort, and everyone wants to be part, and everyone needs to keep working for when the big three does leave because there's certainly some older players that could leave, and these younger players have to make up for it. So I'm sure they're definitely looking up to the big three. Uh, certainly. The supporting cast around them is pretty good, but they have yet to have someone really step up, being willing to kind of help the team out when the big three's on the bench. Um, it seems to be that the guy who they planned on doing this was Mike Miller, who they also signed this offseason. He's a big-time three-point shooter. That's what they really made a point of during the offseason, in addition to the big three, is they really wanted to surround the big three with three-point shooters because, you know, Bosch is a post player. LeBron and Wade really like to drive. So when all of those guys are on the court, the defense is really going to be collapsing into the paint a lot. This gives LeBron or Wade or even Bosch, whoever has the ball, great opportunities to kick it out to the three-point line. And it'd be nice to see someone really step up from that position for the Heat. Exactly. They all, I mean, everyone needs to give their hardest and be the best that they can be. And there are some people who are kind of making their way up there, but... They haven't yet made it up there to the top, but a, there's a lot of experience on this team, and then there's some of these newer players. So this team is definitely doing well for getting some new players and being in first place right now. The Magic is definitely out to get them, but they've yet to make it there yet. Uh, yeah, Orlando having some problems getting some of their newer players adjusted to their system. Dwight Howard's looking pretty good. Uh, we'll see what happens come playoff time. It'll certainly come down a lot to what the Heat can get out of their point guard position. We'll see if Mario Chalmers can step it up in the clutch. We'll just have to see. But let's take a break. I'm Kylie. And I'm Jason. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal, and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. The action just doesn't stop. You're listening to Behind the Line on Voice America Kids. Now, back to the show. Thank you, and welcome back to the program Behind the Lines on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jason. And I'm Kylie. And our topic today is the NBA. We've currently touched on the Eastern Conference. In addition to some of the changing of the guard happening in the league, the younger players coming in replacing some of the older ones. And right now we're going to touch on the Western Conference. The West has uh, the defending NBA champion Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, So what do you say we start out there, Kylie? Um, In the Pacific Division, the Los Angeles Lakers, um, 37 and 16. So they're doing pretty well. They've been a team for a while that's pretty impressive team and then behind them is the phoenix suns who are 25 and 25 so it's certainly going to be tough for phoenix to come back up and get up to how the lakers are playing but the lakers definitely have some players that very strong on defense and on offense done very well this season and but they still have to keep it up because there are some teams that will try to take over if they can. 
Uh, exactly. Last year, you know, the Lakers won the championship, and it really looked like they were going to win it all uh, throughout the entire season. Uh, the West just didn't really look that impressive. It was really expected that the Lakers were just going to roll through the Western Conference. This year, it's kind of not so much. The Lakers have had their struggles against some of the top teams in the league this year. They've been having a hard time against the Spurs, Mavericks, uh, and then the Celtics and Heat over in the Eastern Conference. They've had their struggles against these really top teams. They are the Lakers, however. They've got more experience on their playoff runs than anybody. This is the same core group that's been there in these past few seasons where they've really had big runs. Uh, certainly Kobe and Gasol there, along with like Ron Artest, Lamar Odom, Derek Fisher. So they certainly have the experience, but the question is, are they going to be able to you know, flip that switch and really get it going to beat these good teams when they need to in the playoffs? Exactly. That's, as you said, experience. Um, there's lots of experience on their team, but with experience comes some of the older players, meaning that some of these players uh, could be having a tougher time getting older and um, injuries Injuries are definitely a problem. Uh, certainly. The the Lakers' age is a bit of an issue so far this season. They don't really have some of the younger guys that the Celtics have, the, like Rajon Rondos of the world, to really revitalize their team. They're really certainly a veteran group, which has their ups, like you mentioned, the experience, but also certainly has its downfalls. You know, They're having a bit of a hard time really getting going early on in the year. Uh, in addition to this, we have a bit of a younger team over in the Northwest Division, uh, currently dominating that division pretty handedly. They really burst onto the scene last year, and this year they're, able, they're being able to continue with their success, and that's the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, their record is currently 33-18, uh, and 18, which is, again, very... It's going to be very tough to beat for the Lakers. Um, certainly, Oklahoma City has some new players and some strong players um possibly the lakers have more experience but as i said that with experience comes the age issue and oklahoma certainly has some younger players and their strengths and their weaknesses for every team um pretty good score the their uh right now what they have is pretty good but denver is really close behind them 31 and 23 which they could potentially come up and take the win for them. So Oklahoma's definitely got to be on their game still and not give anything up here. Uh, yeah, it's true. The Northwest Division is pretty closely contended, certainly more so than the Pacific. Both the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz uh, motivating Oklahoma City a bit, although you have to imagine the Thunder are looking a bit more at the conference standings. However, Denver and Utah, we'll see if they're able to kind of maintain these paces. Denver, we all know about all this going on with Carmelo Anthony. Certainly a lot of drama there. Will he stay? Will he go? Will they trade him? Uh, and Utah, certainly Jerry Sloan leaving. Uh, and that might have been point guard Darren Williams' fault. We don't know. That certainly could have an effect on the team. Uh, but you're very right in that Oklahoma City and the Los Angeles Lakers, they're both really kind of defined by their ages. The Lakers with a lot of experience, both teams with a ton of talent. The Lakers have that experience, but they also have that problem. You know, they also have the older legs. Oklahoma City certainly young and fresh, but they also have the lack of experience. Exactly. And how do you feel on that? Do you think that it would be better to have experience or better for the newer players or kind of a range in between? Um, and that's kind of been the uh, 
the theme for our entire show so far is that very question. Uh, to me, certainly, if you can be in that center area, the balance of old and young like the Celtics have, or simply having a bunch of guys right in their prime like the Heat have, that would certainly be ideal. Um, if you had to pick between age versus youth, that's definitely a much tougher call. For me, I think I'd probably go with the younger guys. Yes, knowing how to win when it counts is important, uh, but I firmly believe that a guy like Kevin Durant or Russell Westbrook, certainly the two centerpieces of Oklahoma City, can take over the game when it counts. I trust them to make the big shot when it matters. Not quite as much as I trust the Kobe Bryant to, um, but I trust that enough to take the youth over the experience. Exactly. That's the same I feel. Like, you want some younger, but then again, you want more experience in the older, but the prime... In their prime, that's the best type. So I definitely feel that some of these teams with the younger players or that have a few that are more experienced, that would be definitely harder to contend against because they have experience and different styles from each age division, which will definitely help them in the long run. Uh, exactly. It's being able to vary those style up. Neither the Thunder nor the Lakers really do that. Um, both kind of really just tilted one way in the age spectrum. Uh, but we'll see if either team can compete with the team currently leading the entire NBA uh, from the Southwest Division. That's the San Antonio Spurs. Yes, San Antonio, very, very talented. 44-8 and eight is their record so far. Uh, certainly having a dominating season so far. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jason. And I'm Kylie. And our topic today on Behind the Lines uh, is the NBA. We're currently going through the Western Conference. We just touched on kind of the, the youth versus experience dynamic of the Oklahoma City Thunder and the LA Lakers. Uh, we're just now getting through that very interesting Southwest division and the San Antonio Spurs currently leading the league. Uh, the Spurs are a bit of an older team. They've got a lot of older players, uh, especially, you know, the likes of Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Tim Duncan. But they've really kind of changed their style around this year, despite not getting any younger. Um, I think that that can definitely help that they change their style up some, because if some of these teams are looking forward to their original style, they might make themselves so that they can play against that style. And if that change, if they change that up then they could confuse some of these teams. And it seems like they've done pretty well so far. I mean, that's the most impressive record by quite a few win, more wins than some of these other teams. And they definitely are the team to beat. They have so much talent on their team. This is definitely going to be very exciting when it comes down to the end. Uh, exactly. The Western Conference, certainly not the Lakers to run away with. It's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, the Spurs, they have been this real defensive-minded team in the past. They've really been on a bit of a dynasty. These, this Spurs team has been really good for a really long time. Uh, but right now, the Spurs, they've certainly changed. They're more of an offensive team. They're putting up a lot of points. Uh, and this is not because of a ton of youth that's come to this team. Although guys like Dewan Blair, some of these younger players are certainly helping out, at least in um, trying to keep some of their older guys fresh. But really, they've really just been able to kind of get all of their perimeter players more involved. Parker and Ginobili are both having big years. They're both doing very well. And last year, the team acquired Richard Jefferson. Last year, Jefferson didn't really do much for them, but it seems like this year he's really starting to settle in, which is why, which is one of the reasons, certainly, that they're having such a big-time offensive season. Yes, they've definitely done very well, but 
I think that with this offense, they also need defense because some of these other teams will definitely try to break down their offense in the end, as we've been saying, the older and younger, and there's so many different factors of this to contribute to how the season ends up. So that's really all just very interesting to watch, and this team is definitely very exciting to watch. They're doing so well this season, but also another team that's doing pretty well is Dallas, who has 37 and who is 37 and 16. Uh, certainly, the Mavericks, the in-state rivals of the Spurs. We kind of have that going in both of the uh, southern divisions in the east and the west. Uh, the east, you see Miami and Orlando battling it out in Florida. You have San Antonio and Dallas uh, taking it on Texas in the Western Conference. Uh, the Mavericks kind of have been, over these past few years, building almost this kind of dream team type aspect, surrounding um, Dirk Nowitzki with a bunch of other really good players. And that's really what the Mavericks bring to the table. They're kind of in a similar spot to the Spurs, in that they're really starting to just kind of figure things out with some of these guys, these Jason kids of the world, who are really finally getting settled in in Dallas, uh, leading to some of their improvement. Um, the Mavericks have been a very good regular season team in the past, but it's always come down to what can they do in the playoffs, and that's really what I'm not sure about, is will they have what it takes to win in the playoffs. Exactly. This team is still building, and if they are going to be the top, they need to really start focusing more on some of their weaknesses and help out. And these younger players are doing pretty well that they have, and the older players are helping out. And... It's looking like it's going to be pretty exciting if Dallas can keep going and get more wins, then San Antonio better get scared. Uh, exactly. The Mavericks do have the talent to challenge the Spurs. Um, to me, it's kind of a four-horse race in the West, Dallas, San Antonio, L.A., and Oklahoma City. The Mavericks might have the the furthest chances. They might have the, be the biggest long shot in the West of those teams, um, but you certainly can't count, an out, count them out. We've seen Dirk Nowitzki take things over in the playoffs in the past. We'll see if they have another run left in them. Uh, now, let's take a break. I'm Jason. And I'm Kylie. Keep it right here. You're listening to Behind the Lines on Voice America Kids. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. What is Take Two? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. 
Take two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune into the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here. And because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. The action just doesn't stop. You're listening to Behind the Line on Voice America Kids. Now, back to the show. Thank you, and welcome to Behind the Line on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Kylie. And I'm Jason. And our topic today has been on the National Basketball and right now we're going to talk about rivalries. And, you know, when it all comes down to it, all of these teams are rivals. But let's talk about these big rivals, like including the Celtics and the Lakers. I mean, these teams have won 32 of 63 NBA championships and have met in the finals 11 of those times. And the Celtics have won 9 of those 11 times, including the most recent in 2008. And the Lakers want to be the top again, so they're really working their way up to it. Uh, exactly. Certainly the kind of two things that really keep the NBA running are superstars and rivalries. And as far as Celtics and Lakers, you certainly get tons of both of those, uh, both historically and right now. Uh, you mentioned in history these teams have won over half of all of the NBA championships. They're certainly the two biggest franchises in NBA history. They both had a lot of really good teams. And right now, both uh, both franchises have championship teams, which is very good for the NBA and any basketball fan. And they are both tops for their divisions right now. And that they could definitely move on to these big games and playoffs and as we were talking about earlier, the old and the young players, the Celtics definitely have a variety, as Lakers, I think, have a few more more older, more experienced players on their team. So you never know how it's going to end up. 
Uh, exactly. Um, while the Celtics probably have the oldest players, they also have more younger players to balance things out, uh, whereas the Lakers are pretty much based solely on experience. Um, but really, even the younger players on each team have gotten a lot of experience over these past few seasons with these teams, uh, which is really what makes this rivalry so interesting right now. Uh, as both teams are veteran teams, they both know what they need to do to win, uh, so you can always expect both of them to bring their A games when they're going to play each other. Definitely. As we were saying, over half of the NBA championships, these two teams have won. So they're definitely impressive teams, and I'm sure all of these teams are out to beat them. And since they are tops right now, you never know. And I'm definitely looking forward to them moving on. And since they've been around for a long time, they for sure know what to do, and they know what they need to do and what players need to be on their game when these when these times come down to it. Uh, exactly. And the real thing to watch a lot of the times nowadays in Celtics-Lakers is the individual matchups at each position. Um, when you have Kobe guarding Ray Allen and vice versa, that's always big. Same thing with Ron Artest and Paul Pierce battling that small forward. And then at power forward, Kevin Garnett and Pau Gasol. Typically, it's kind of those three spots, the big three for the Celtics and then the Lakers, um, premier players in those three. It seems to be whichever, whoever gets two out of three of those matchups, whoever wins more of those matchups, seems to win the game when it comes down to Celtics and Lakers. Yes, for sure. Um, another team is the Spurs and the Lakers. And as we already said, Lakers, it seems like the Lakers have quite a few rivals. And since 1999, at well, for 1999 to 2003, they've met in the playoffs four out of the five years for the Spurs and the Lakers. And during the 1990s, they met four times and five times during the 2000s. And after the Spurs' addition of Duncan um, and the Suns' addition of Nash, it's definitely been different. Uh, yeah, as far as Lakers and Spurs, uh, definitely, you know, Celtics-Lakers is a rivalry kind of based in history. They've been battling it out for a really long time. Lakers-Spurs is a bit more recent, really, like you said, since the Spurs added Tim Duncan. Um, that's made the big difference and made this into kind of a premier rivalry in the Western Conference. These are two teams who really battle it out, uh, two of the most dominant franchises of the uh, late 90s and the 2000s. And we've seen a lot of battles from, you know, young Kobe and young Tim Duncan, along with the veterans Shaq and David Robinson, um, to now where Kobe and Duncan are kind of getting towards the end of their career um, when really their teams are their teams. Um, this is a very interesting rivalry right now also uh, because both teams do kind of play similar playing styles. The Spurs seem to be one of the few teams that can really match up with the Lakers' two big-time post players, Andrew Bynum and Pau Gasol, because the Spurs can bring out um, very good post players to support Tim Duncan too. Yes, and the Spurs have the best record in, the whole, in both conferences, and that's going to be very tough for the Lakers since I'm not sure they have exactly as the same amount of talent that the Spurs have. The Spurs definitely are a very impressive team. I mean, both teams are very impressive, but I think the Spurs have the upper hand in this, having more of a variety than the Lakers. 
Uh, yeah, I'd agree that on paper the Spurs certainly look like they should be able to take this rivalry um, at least this season. But the thing that really kind of gives the Lakers the uh, slight edge in this one, or at least a point where they have the advantage that they don't really get in Lakers-Celtics, is that the Lakers really have a definitive closer. Um, the Celtics also bring that to the table in Paul Pierce, but the Lakers have Kobe Bryant, one of the best finishers in the history of the NBA. Uh, Kobe always, you know who's going to get that last shot for the Lakers, and you know that most of the time when it counts, Kobe is going to make it. The Spurs certainly have a lot of clutch players. Um, how many times have we seen, especially in Spurs' sons, end of the game, Tony Parker just sliced through a defense and put up the layup to win it. Same thing for Manu Ginobili. He can make a big shot sometimes. Uh, Tim Duncan, more of a post player, not really the guy who's going to get the ball in his hand at the, end of the se- at the end of the game, although he has buried his fair share of uh, buzzer beaters. But for me, that's kind of what evens this one out for the Lakers, is the fact that they have Kobe to finish the game out, whereas the Spurs don't really bring that superstar, uh, that finisher, to the table. Exactly. You make a good point, but I guess we're just going to have to see how this all ends out. Uh, Exactly. We'll see what happens come playoffs, because I have a feeling those two teams are going to meet once again. I I agree. Some other teams' matchups are the Spurs and the Mavericks. These two teams flew under the radar, and in a battle in Dallas, they had, because they're both in Dallas, that's one of a main issue for many teams being, if it's football, baseball, teams that are close together seemed to have rivalries because they're so close together and they always seem to match up. Uh, exactly. These two teams battling it out for Texas. Um, but the other thing interesting about these teams is uh, this is once again kind of a more recent rivalry in these late 90s, 2000s, since Tim Duncan went to the Spurs and Dirk Nowitzki went to the Mavericks, is they kind of almost parallel each other. Uh, The Mavericks have kind of almost been the anti-Spurs. The Mavericks have had a lot of big regular seasons, but have really struggled sometimes, especially in Dirk's earlier years in the league, uh, come playoff time. Whereas the Spurs have always been big-time performers in the the postseason. Uh, We'll see how this one shapes out this year. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Kylie. And I'm Jason. And our topic today is on the NBA. Let's continue on the rivalries. We were just talking about the Spurs and the Mavericks. Let's continue on them. Um, They're definitely two great teams. The Spurs are in the lead, but the Mavericks aren't too far behind them. They could definitely come up, but the Spurs do have a better record. But you never know what will happen as of if there are any injuries that happen to these teams Or if some of these players suddenly just get something that all of a sudden they just know what they need to do and they just really kick it in gear. Exactly. Two veteran teams. We'll have to just see how this one plays out this season. The next rivalry we have is the Magic and Heat, which is definitely another one. Florida, as we were saying for the Spurs and Mavericks, the teams are close together, same state, except for these ones are battling it out for Florida. Uh, exactly, and this is obviously a very recent rivalry. They've had certainly their battles, like you mentioned, they're in the same state. Um, but I think we broke the first rule of sports talk radio there, and that we went five minutes without mentioning the Miami Heat. Certainly, the big three being a big deal in making this rivalry uh, one of the premier ones in the NBA. The Magic also making some big moves uh, during the season this year has certainly kept this one interesting. Uh, and yeah, the battle for Florida. 
Um, a lot of people have kind of soured on the Magic as far as an Eastern Conference contender, but they certainly have a tendency to bring their A game against the Heat, and the Heat always seem to answer. Yes, the Heat is definitely not... The Magic definitely isn't sitting well with the Heat being on top, and they're really trying to take this, but I'm not sure if they can. Orlando will give their best and fight till the finish, but... You know, the Heat has been around for a while, and they're, they're definitely a good team this year, especially. Right. We'll see how this one really works out. Um, the one thing the Magic really bring to the table is a big-time post player, Dwight Howard. The Heat really don't have a big-time center that they can match up with Howard. Um, so the new angrier Dwight Howard might be able to take control on offense, but that's been something that he's proven to be unable to do. Uh, so it seems like Magic and Heat, if the Magic were really going to beat the Heat in the series, uh, the Heat's three-point shooters would need to come up cold. Um, the you know James Jones and um, Mike Millers of the world, and the Magic's three-point shooters, both of these teams really rely on kicking it out to the three-point line, like J.J. Redick, um, would have to step it up. The Magic is definitely thinking that they can mess up the Heat's interior defense, which is one of their more weaker spots, but they're great matchups in this, like Vince Carter and LeBron James, and even Mike Miller and J.J. Redick sometimes. And this sunny state of Florida, the rivalry has begun. Uh, Exactly. The rivalry certainly has arrived. Um, The other big rivalry kind of created by the big three showing up is the Heat and the Lakers, which is certainly a lot of people's finals pick. Exactly. Teams that have been around for a while and definitely working hard, as we were saying, as you were saying, Jason, the Lakers um, definitely talented against the Spurs. That would be very interesting, and against the Heat too, because both seem to be very interesting teams. Uh, exactly. This is kind of uh, this is really the match of people have been waiting to see. We saw it on Christmas Day. Uh, the NBA always seems to showcase their biggest rivalries on Christmas Day, uh, and really, kind of what it comes down to, it comes back to the classic debate: LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. Um, but also now that LeBron really has a supporting cast around him, he has two other superstars to play with. Uh, the Heat. Kind of, they definitely seem to have the talent in this one. The Heat seem to have really the best talent in the league. Uh, but the Lakers, with that championship experience, we'll see how this one pans out. I wouldn't be shocked if this was our finals matchup. I definitely wouldn't either. This NBA season is shaping up to be really great. Thanks for join, uh, joining us. Listen to our show weekly on voiceamericakids.com. I'm Kylie. And I'm Jason. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Voice America Kids. This is Behind the Line. That's the end of Regulation Play. Join us next week for another edition of Behind the Line, an insider's look at sports from a kid's point of view. We'll see you next week on Voice America Kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.